And take your Bibles with me this morning. Turn to Revelation chapter 22. Revelation chapter 22. You say, preacher, where's that at? It is the very last chapter in the Bible. Amen. And uh, you say, well, it's the last chapter. You're going to be short this morning. Turn your Bibles. Amen. <clears throat> you would please stand for the reading of God's word. Well, I'll tell you what's good to be in the house of the Lord. Just good to be saved. Good to know you're on your way to heaven. Amen. Amen. It's good to have a God that loves you, that cares for you. And sometimes has to whip you back in line a little bit now and then, amen? But that's because he loves you. Revelation chapter 22, look down with me in verse 12. We'll read down through verse 17. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do this, his commandments, that they may have, the, have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whatsoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Notice verse 17, which is our text this morning. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. Let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. I'd like to preach a message that I've titled this morning, and an inviting God says come. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning asking that you'd meet with us. We thank you for the songs that have already lifted you up, Lord, that you might be magnified. We thank you, Lord, that we can come to you in prayer and seek your face. But Lord, you desire to do something in this service this morning. May I get out of the way. Lord, may you hide me behind the cross. May you be exalted. May you be lifted up. Jesus, you said if you be lifted up, you draw men to you. Now, Holy Spirit, take control of every heart, work in every life. I pray if there's anyone here in the sound of our voice, whether it be here or by live stream, Lord, I pray that they do not know Jesus Christ their Savior, that today would be that day of salvation. But I pray that you would challenge every Christian also. Lord, we're living a day and time when, Lord, it's no time to hide and and to sit back, it's time to stand up for the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray now that you be magnified and the message may be glorified. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Be seated. As Lord's closing out the last book of the Bible, I mean, we're in the last chapter. We're just a few verses from the very end of that chapter. He again gives an invitation. That invitation is to come. To come. Back in February, on February the 4th of, of uh, 2020, Rush Limbaugh received a phone call one morning at 9 a.m. in the morning. He was sitting in a, in a, uh, in a, in a, a doctor's office or outside the doctor's office waiting for a medical procedure. From that phone call that he got, uh, on the other end of the line, he, he first looked at it, and his ID on his phone said, White House. As he opened it up and he began to, he answered, and the voice on the other end says, would you please hold for President Trump? He said, yes, I will. Here's the conversation in short that took place. Rush, Rush, how you doing, buddy? Great, great to hear from you. Hey, look. What are you doing later today? Rush said, uh, well, I've got a, a serious medical procedure that's going to start all this about 5 o'clock. Well, look, what's the doctor's name? 
I want to call him and have him delay it for a couple of days because I, I need you down here tonight. Rush said, uh, well, Mr. President, I, I'm stunned. He said, look, your health comes first, but there's no question. But can't they just do half of what they were going to do and then sit down here? Believe me, you don't want to miss this. It's going to be great. It's, it's going to be great. You, you, you don't want to miss this. Sound like President Trump, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I don't know what's up. He told, they told me he wanted me to be his guest at the State of the Union, that he was going to mention my name and recognize me. Rush Limbaugh had received an invitation from President Trump to be at the State of the Union address that night, February the 4th, 2020. He recognized, if you remember, he recognized Rush Limbaugh in the uh, State of the Union address and even awarded him the Presidential Medal of Freedom. This was all calculated that was going to take place, and the president himself gave the invitation. You know, it's very rare that somebody says no to the invitation to come to the White House or to come to meet the president. There are instances and different ones for many different reasons why somebody didn't go to, uh, and answer the invitation, uh, whether good or bad, it doesn't really matter. But most of the time, most people out of respect for the president, whoever it is, whether you agreed with them or not, would show up at the, uh, at the invitation. But it's a very rare thing, and not everybody gets an invitation to go see the president or to be around the president. But we see in our text this morning here that an invitation that's given, one that is more important than any president could ever give or more important than any invitation that has ever been given to anybody. I want us to consider, first of all, the importance of the one that's giving the invitation. Look with me again, verse 17. And the spirit and the bride say, come. Let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. First of all, we see that it's the Holy Spirit of God who extends the invitation. It's God himself. It would be a privilege to receive. Honestly, it would be a privilege to receive an invitation from the President of the United States or any leader of any country, basically. Uh, whether you like that leader or not, it would be, you know, it would be, you'd feel kind of good. Well, they want, that, you know, they want me there for whatever reason, maybe make me look like an idiot. But the fact is, it would be a rare invitation. It would be something that would be, that would, that would definitely be a privilege but what a tremendous privilege there is to receive an invitation from the God of heaven, the creator of the universe, the one who sent his son to die on Calvary so that we could have eternal life, the one that made you and I, the one that keeps your heart going ticky, 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 the one that keeps the air moving around us, the one that created all things and by him all things were created for his honor and for his glory. And he's the one that is extending the invitation to you and me. This is God. And he's saying, come. This is God himself inviting you to come. Just as the president of the United States himself invited Russia Unball. God himself, himself has issued an invitation to you and I to come. There's no greater than God 
that call is a tremendous call. And every person sitting in this room that's on the sound of my voice by live stream and beyond everybody else, that invitation has been given to you and to me. There's another one there. The bride says, come. That's the church. That's the bride of Christ that... That's, that's those who have already accepted the invitation and know the importance of the invitations and the one who has extended the invitation to them. Notice there in Revelation chapter 21, verse 9 says, And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which uh, had the seven vials full of seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. You know, the bride is in this life, is the one that gets all the attention. I'm telling you that, Matt, because you're getting married in June. <laughs> you might as well get settled to it. In the wedding, they're going to say, oh, wasn't she beautiful? Oh, did you see that gown? Did you see her hair? Her makeup was perfection. You don't even get mentioned. And then when you die, they're going to say, how much did he leave her? <laughs> the bride gets all the attention here. But in heaven, it's the groom, Jesus Christ. We are the bride of Christ, the church. Those who know Jesus Christ as their Savior, we're the church. We're the bride of Christ. Sorry, fellas. You may never get married down here, you know. But one of these days, you get to be a bride. <laughs> Somehow it just doesn't sit well, you know what I mean? But actually it does. We're the bride of Christ, and, and the bride here is saying, come. Those who know Jesus Christ, their Savior, they're saying, come. That should be our invitation to all that we come in contact with. It doesn't matter whether you're at work, at play, or shopping, or, or pumping gas, or whatever you're doing. When we get around somebody, we ought to give them an invitation. Come! Come! Come to Lord Jesus Christ. Come know Him. Come into His presence. Just as Philip came and spoke and invited Nathaniel in John chapter 1, verse 46, says, And Nathaniel said unto him, talking to Philip, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said, answered, and he saith unto him, Come and see. Come and see. Preacher, why do you get so excited about the Lord? Come and see. Why do you go to church every, every Sunday and Wednesday? Come and see. Why do you read that Bible all the time? Come and see. Why do you get excited about how great thou art and raise your hand once in a while and you're even a Baptist? Come and see. Why is it that you try to live for him? Come and see. Come and see. Nathaniel came and saw, and he said, My Lord, my God, you have a groom, and the bride sending out a vital, fantastic invitation to come. I've got an invitation here. This is Matt's invitation. Well, let me say this. It's Abby's invitation. <laughs> we got to keep this straight. It's all about the, about the bride. There's an invitation. There's a date. There's a place. There's a time. 
And it's given to all that receive the invitation. Out on the table, you say, well, I didn't get one. They're out on the table out there. Get you one. It says, please join us. Saturday, June the 24th, 2023. It's going to be at Faith Baptist Church and uh, down in, in, in Arkansas. It's an invitation to come. To what? A marriage. A wedding. The Holy Spirit says, come on behalf of the groom, the Son of God, and on behalf of the Father of the groom, and then the bride of the church. To be honest with you, it, it, I imagine Abby probably had as much or more to do about putting out this invitation than Matt did in some ways. He's shaking his head yes. <laughs> Just remember, anytime she speaks, the rest of your life it's going to be... You want to back out? <clears throat> She's in Arkansas right now. You're a long ways off. That's the time. But there's an invitation. Then we see who the invitation goes out to here. Verse 17 gets us in the spirit, and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come. But notice it says, And let him that is a thirst Come, and whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. It's an invitation to those who are athirst. It's an invitation to those who are thirsty and want the Lord. That in their heart is a beating, there's a stirring, there's a desire to see God in their life and the Lord to take care of them and take over in their life and to be their part of their life. But that also is an invitation to whosoever will. I'm glad that there's a whosoever will in there. We find that you know, the amazing invitation from God uh, of heaven, the creator of the heavens and the earth, uh, has extended this invitation to all who have ever lived, who are living now, and all who will ever live. It's an inclusive. It's everybody, anybody that will ever come. In 2 Peter 3, 9, says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us. Where Notice what it says, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come unto repentance. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come unto repentance. All. There is no more than all, and there is no less than all. Hey, listen, it's all. All, every single person. This, this group that goes out and... And it's called Calvinism that say, well, God picks and chooses who, who's going to get saved and who's not going to get saved. No, my friend, he said all. Every single person, he, Jesus Christ came that every single person might be saved. I'm so glad he said whosoever. I'm so glad they said if we would call. That leaves absolutely no one out. This invitation's to all. Those who that are thirsty and are seeking the Lord, he has called them to come. Those, even those who are not thirsty and are, are, are the whosoevers. They're in Romans chapter 10 and in, in verse 13 it says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That whosoever, and, and was visiting with uh, uh, Ryan uh, this week and, and, and told him, said, You can take that whosoever out and put your name there. No matter who you are, you can put your name right there because you're the whosoever. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's a whosoever. Salvation. It's, a, it's an invitation to whoever will come. Well, preacher, I'm just not good enough. My friend, he said, whosoever. Well, preacher, you don't know what I've done in my life. He said, whosoever. 
Well, well, preacher, it, it, you know, I've never been in, I've not been in church and, and I don't know all the, 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 the spiritual terms or the, the biblical terms and I've never really read the Bible. I don't know what the Bible says. He said, whosoever. Whosoever. That even includes those who don't even believe God is God. That includes those who say there is no God. Because he desires for even them to receive him as Savior. For them to come unto him. This invitation is to all. As you look at the invitation, you see what it's to here. No, sir, in the latter part of verse 17, it says, Let him take the water of life freely. It's a water of life. Eternal life. It's an invitation to that water of life. Salvation what we, is what we call it, eternal life, a home in the new Jerusalem, in heaven, to be a part of the bride, to be eternally with the Lord forever as your Lord and Savior, forever. It's an invitation to that. John chapter 4, verse 14, he said, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be as a well of water springing up into, notice what he says, everlasting life. It's an invitation to everlasting life. In Romans chapter uh, uh, 6 and verse 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death. That death that it's talking about is spoken of in Revelation chapter 20 when he talks about the second death. And that's it. He talks about the second death being cast into the lake of, of fire forever and ever and ever separated from God. That is the second death. That's the second death. And he said that we could have everlasting life. So to, to accept that invitation from the Lord, to receive him as my Lord and Savior, to ask him to come into my heart and life, who serves to call upon the Lord shall be saved. You back up in verse 10 there, it says, for, uh, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's with your heart that you receive Jesus Christ. Not this great matter, it's with the heart. You want him, you desire him to be your Lord and Savior. It's not church membership, it's not baptism, it's not doing good, it's not putting money in an offering plate. It's receiving Jesus Christ with your heart. Is your Lord and Savior. It's an invitation to that, that everlasting life. That is that water of life that we take from the Lord. He is that water of life unto us. In John chapter 6, in verse, or chapter 6, verse 35, says, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me, those there said, who cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Well, how do you get it? You got to accept the invitation. You got to come. You got to come. You know what? Uh, there's going to be a lot of people that's going to receive this invitation. And there'll be a lot of people, for whatever reason, maybe not be able to go or won't be, won't be going. I'm not saying it wrong. I, th I think your family will probably come. But you know what? It's the same in heaven. Not everybody receives that invitation. Ryan received that invitation this week. Amen? And those who don't receive that invitation will experience that second death. Will be separated from God for eternity without any hope of ever getting out of the lake of fire. He that cometh and 
accepteth the invitation to Jesus Christ. The invitation is, first of all, to that one of eternal life, salvation through Jesus Christ. After the woman at the well got saved, she went back into the city and she extended an invitation to others also. In John chapter 4, verse 29, it says, Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? She got saved. She accepted the invitation. She received Jesus Christ as her Savior. She admitted that he was the Son of God, that he was the Messiah, that he had come into the world to save lost sinners. And, and she was a, definitely a, 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 a lost sinner. She, was, she had been married to, to five men, and now she was living with a man. She was living in sin, and she was hiding out from the people. So how do you know that? Because she came in the middle of the day when nobody else would come and be at that well where, and, and bring water home. It was too hot during that day. But Jesus knew that he had to be there, and he went to that well because he knew that she would be at that well. Can I tell you something? The Lord brings that invitation right where you're at in your life, right where you're at today, right where you're at tomorrow, that you might receive Christ as your Savior. He knows where you're going to be. He's not going to trust it to the mail. He's not going to trust it to email. He's not going to trust it to Snapchat or, or TikTok or Facebook or anything else. It's the Holy Spirit of God that delivers that mail. Amen. It's the bride that's to deliver that mail. He's not even just trusting the bride. He says, listen, the bride gets lazy sometimes and, and the, the church may not tell others about me and invite them. And, and so I'm going to make sure, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit that is going to, is going to invite every single person. The invitation goes out. She invited him, those in the city. She was one of those whosoever wills. She wasn't thirsty. She might have been a little bit thirsty. As she began to talk to Jesus Christ, she got real thirsty. She was a whosoever that was in sin, never thinking about, about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, being at that well that day. She makes it up to that well. She's a Samaritan, a half-breed. The Jews have nothing, had nothing to do with the Samaritans because they were considered half-breeds. They were, were a Gentile and, and Jew mix, and, and they had nothing to do with them. They count them, the Bible says, as dogs. Jesus came to meet that Samaritan woman who's living in sin because she was a whosoever will. Nobody in town would have thought that the Messiah would have come to that lady, but that's exactly who Jesus came to. I see in, in this invitation that we're talking here about, I see a PS, a postscript, an additional thought for those who have already accepted the invitation. So in the spirit of the bride say, come. Come and let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst come. Whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. A P.S. to each of us to come and keep coming for a refreshing drink after we receive Christ as our Savior, after we receive that initial invitation of eternal life, of everlasting uh, 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 forgiveness of sin, of everlasting life in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, hey, listen, by the way, P.S. On this invitation, P.S. After you receive me, he says, keep on coming. Keep on coming back for a fresh drink. Keep on coming back for that water. It's not that you're lost, but that you're on your way to heaven. But hey, listen, keep on coming back for a refreshing drink. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9 talks about the fellowship. God is faithful by whom you were called, 
Notice again the call, the invitation. Unto the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ, as our Lord. Well, I'll tell you what, we're called. We've been given an invitation to that fellowship continually. Not just on Sunday, but on a daily basis. Oh, how the Lord wants to be a part of your life every single day. And you've been called an invitation to the fellowship of Jesus Christ, to live for Him, to serve Him, to follow Him, to allow Him to be a part of every area of your life, be a part of your of your of your of your of your marriage and of your of your life, everything that's going to be happening in your life. He wants to be a part of that. An invitation for fellowship. You know, it's one thing to be invited. It's another thing. To have the fellowship. There's a lot of people that get invited to presidential events. And they get to go and say they've been there. And maybe even the president will come and shake their hand. But they really don't get to hang out with them. But I'm going to tell you something. You got an invitation from the Son of God. You got an invitation from God Himself. He said, if you receive me, if you'll come, he said, then I'm giving you another invitation, the P.S. on it. I want you to keep coming. I want you to keep coming for fellowship. I want to walk with you. I want to be a part of your life. I want to spend time with you daily. I'm not just going to send a letter to you. I'm going to have that contact personally with you on a daily basis. The P.S. of that invitation, you might say. That P.S. that draws us near. We've been invited to come and to seek Him in prayer. Jeremiah 33 3 says, call unto me. That's an invitation. He says, call on me. I want you to call me. How many times have you been out somewhere and you're talking to somebody and say, hey, call me sometime. Give me a call. And then you're really not wanting them to call you so you don't give them your phone number. <laughs> but a lot of times what you do is, hey, listen, call, call me. And, and here's, my, here's my number. And they, and they say, well... Here, you send me a text or you call me right now and then that way I'll have it and they put it in there. You say, hey, call me. You know what you're saying? I want to talk with you. I want to spend time with you. The Lord said in Jeremiah 33, 3, he said, call unto me and I will answer thee. He said, the phone's not going to be busy and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. He said, it's not just going to be a regular call. Man, it's going to be a good one. It's, this, this going, this, it's like President Trump said, it's going to be big. It's going to be good. To Rush Limbaugh. Oh, it's going to be big. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. God says, no, no, it's not going to be big. It's not going to be good. It's going to be great. I'll show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. We have an invitation to come in that fellowship. We have an invitation to come in that prayer and to talk with him and to spend time and see great and mighty things. We have an invitation to come him in the heaviness and the difficulties of life here and now. In Matthew 11, 28 uh, through, 20, or through 30, it says, Come unto me. Again, he's saying, Come. All you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. 
For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He says, come. He said, I'll take your burden. I'll take your, your heavy weight. It's an invitation to come to him. Some of you this morning, you need to come. Come to him this morning and say, listen, I'm loaded down with this. I'm loaded down with that. Lord, I need your help. He said, I'll take your load. He doesn't give you the invitation to come. You've been invited to come in, your, in our spiritual thirst to know him better and to seek him and to see him work in our lives and the lives of others. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst. Hunger and thirst. For they shall be filled. They hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. That P.S. and that invitation summons us to the throne of grace for forgiveness. Hebrews 4, 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We've been invited to the throne of grace for mercy and for forgiveness. This P.S., this invitation should be received by the born-again Christian and should we should send an RSVP of worship. I was looking at this. I noticed down here on the bottom. It says RSVP by June the 1st, 2023. And I thought, you know what? The Lord wants us to RSVP. He sent us an invitation. He wants us to RSVP. Preacher, what's RSVP? It is French. I can't say the words and that I can't speak French. But basically in, in English, what those words mean is please respond to an invitation. Please respond to the invitation. Please respond to the invitation. And I believe that God has invited us, uh, first of all, in salvation. And he's saying, please respond to the invitation. Please respond to the invitation. I sent my son to Calvary and died in your place, took your sins upon him. For, uh, for you know, we, we, we think so often of John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And he says, I want you to respond to that. Romans 5, 8, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He said, please respond to that. He says, please respond to my invitation. This morning, he's saying, if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Savior, please respond to the invitation to come unto me. But I believe as a Christian, he's telling us to please respond to the invitation by way of worship. By way of worship. The psalmist said in Psalms 95, begin verse 1, says, O come. Let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth and the strength of the hills are in his, is his also. The sea is his and he made it. And his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His His hand. 
Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation and the day of temptation in the wilderness. He said, oh, please respond. Respond and worship. Well, I'll tell you what, we serve a mighty God. We serve a wonderful God. We serve an, oh, I, I can't even begin to, man, I'll tell you what, how great thou art. Words cannot even explain how wonderful and great God is. And he says, please respond to the invitation. Respond, Christian, by worship. Respond by lifting me up. Respond by praising my name. Respond by sharing me with others. Respond, bride, by giving an invitation to others. Respond by lifting me up before this world. Please respond to the invitation. Not today. Not in front of the people. Maybe some other time. And God himself, God himself, wasn't this preacher, but God himself has given every one of us the invitation. First of all, the invitation to receive Him as Lord and Savior for eternity. That you might not go to hell when you die. Secondly, Christian to live for Him, to serve Him, to be in His presence, to fellowship, and all that we've talked about and more. You know what He says? All I ask, listen to me, RSVP, all I ask. Christian, he said, all I ask of you, RSVP, please respond. Respond. And so often we sit through every message, every song, and we never respond. Let's bow. Father, we thank you. Lord, maybe we ought to, as a church, just respond this morning by filling this altar and worshiping you, magnifying you, glorifying you. Lord, the invitations went out this morning by the Holy Spirit, by you, for those who are lost that they might be saved. It's went out from your preached word. It's went out this morning from the bride to come. Lord, for somebody here that doesn't know if they died today, they go to heaven. Lord, I pray that they would respond, RSVP. And Lord, if they'd come and receive what you've offered. Then I pray every Christian here this morning, as you dealt with their lives, may they RSVP in worship, in obedience, in fellowship. Have your will and way in this invitation, I pray in Jesus' name.